For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the gospel of john the gospel of john chapter 17 and verse number 18 as where we'll be today as we're going through the gospel of john pulling out those nuggets of truth that god has for us and for our life amen if you'd like to give me a get a copy of my new book fearless christian you can go to crossboundministry.com this book will help you put fear in its proper place because we live in a fearful world all you have to do is turn on the news and see all the fear that people are having amen all the problems but listen to me there's not one problem that god cannot handle handle and this book will help you see fear with through biblical principles amen so john chapter 17 and verse 18 is where we'll be at today the bible says as thou hast sent me into the world even so have i also sent them into the world hey god sent jesus into the world to reveal the character of god himself amen god manifest in the flesh is who jesus is and here as the lord prayed he knew that future generations would still need some more witness concerning God. And let me just tell you, that's where God has called me and you, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, to show the character of God. And let me just say this, pride, pride will be the biggest hindrance in your life in showing the character of God in your life. Pride says, I got to get my way. Pride says, I got to get even. Pride says, it's all about me. Pride says, I got to be the best. Jesus said, no, it's not about you at all. God said, no, it's not about you. It's all at all. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you realize that and you, you put yourself down and say, you know what? That's not what God would have me to do. It hurts. It hurts my pride. I don't like it. But listen, I'm going to do what is pleasing to the Lord. Amen. And so this work, this, this work is done by us, by believers, but not just by you. You say, I can't do it. I can't. You're right. You can't do it. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do it. Amen. So that's where the Holy Spirit comes into empower, to equip, to convict, to help you live that godly Christian life because you can't do it on your own. There's no way. It goes against human nature. But listen, when the Holy Spirit moves in, when he takes up residence at that moment of salvation, he will help you and guide you. Amen. 
So we, we can never represent God as perfectly as Christ did because we're not equal with God as Christ is. But listen, the more that you put down that pride, the more that you put down yourself, the more that you can show the world the character of God because God has you here to represent himself to the world. If he didn't at the moment of salvation, you'd go to heaven. Why would God leave you here? He's got you here as a witness, as a witness for him. And that's the whole reason he sent Jesus into the world. Jesus sent them into the world. He sent the disciples into the world to what? To be a witness for him, for his work. Amen. And that's what he has called you to do also if you're born again, if you're saved. He has called you to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the body. We are the body of Christ. And we should all be going one way. Have you ever seen a person tear themselves apart? No, because their body works together as one, as we should. And show the world the character of God. Amen. Let's look at the next verse, John chapter 17 and verse 19. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Now to sanctify doesn't necessarily mean to make holy. Jesus is already holy. Amen. In his personal character, everything about Jesus is holy. But Jesus is saying, I set myself apart for the work that my Father has given me to do on that cross. To sanctify is to be set apart for a reason, to be set apart for the work of God. And that's what Jesus is saying here. I sanctify myself. I set myself apart from the world. I set myself on what God has for me to do. And we should be set apart from this world. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. As you separate yourself from the world, the closer you get to Jesus, the further you're going to get from worldly things. And you start lifting up the name of Jesus, and the Bible says that it will draw all men unto me. Will all men be saved? Will all women be saved? No, not everyone's going to believe. Many, many in the Bible, if you notice, many in the Bible followed Jesus for his works for the miracles, for the feeding. Many will come to churches to see what's going on and just to see the excitement that you have. Oh, they don't want it. They don't want none of it, but they want to see what's going on. So not everybody's going to believe or not everybody's going to be born again. But listen, we should live and witness just like everyone's going to be born again. We want everyone to be saved. God said himself in 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Did you, did you hear what it said? He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to repent and be saved and be born again. Amen. That is his desire. That is God's desire. And we, me and you, should have the desires of God. And we should show the world godly character through our lives and through our speech. Amen. Let's look at the next verse. John chapter 17, verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So now the high priest, Jesus is the high priest. 
Amen. You don't have to go to a so-called priest to get to God. No, sir. No, ma'am. Listen, they are trying to take the place of Jesus. Amen. Hey, listen, that, that is from the devil itself. Anybody who thinks they can take the place of Jesus and go to God on your behalf is so wrong that they are, the Bible says that they're wrong. Amen. Jesus is the only high priest. Jesus is the only way to heaven. He said that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. There is no other way. A man himself that puts on a certain outfit and calls himself Father. Listen, he can't get you to God. Only Jesus, only Jesus can get you to God. And through the name of Jesus, amen. So Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is our intercessor to make it to God, amen. And so here the high priest Jesus extended his prayer beyond those disciples. Listen to what he said. He prayed for me and you. He prayed for those that will believe on the words of the disciples. He prayed for Jesus generations that hadn't even been born yet. In fact, every Christian reading this verse here, Jesus prayed for you over 1900 years ago. If you're saved, you're born again, Jesus prayed for you. And what did he say? Because of, listen to it again, neither pray I for these alone, not just for the disciples, in other words, but he says, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. Jesus is praying for the people that you are witnessing to. Jesus is praying for those that you're going to tell about the gospel plan of salvation. They might believe. That's what he said for those that might hear through their word. Jesus is praying for them. Jesus is praying for you here. Next verse, John chapter 17, verse 21. That they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. The prayer was for the unity among believers, but also for the salvation of sinners. Listen to me. God takes unity. God takes unity is very, very important to him. Many times in the gospel of John, he mentions unity. In John chapter 17, in verse 11, at the very end of the verse, he says that they may be one as we are. Verse 22 says that they all may be one. The end of verse 22 says that they may be one even as we are one. God wants us Christians, us fellow Christians, to be one. So much one that we are like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's what he's saying here. That's how important it is to him. That's how much he wants us to be one, a one body of Christ. In other words, to get along, to put your focus on the salvation of sinners, on the in growing in the Lord. God wants you to get along with others. He wants you to be as one, to put aside those differences, to to put aside those things that you don't like about them, to put aside all those things that don't matter except for what God has for us to do. He's saying, I'm praying for them. I want them to be one like we are, like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is one. Amen? 
So Jesus was praying that believers might be one and showing the character of God and of Christ. You see, when we come together as one, when we come together as the body of Christ, as that church that the community can look to and say, hey, they are showing the character of God. They are showing the character of Christ. That's what Jesus is talking about here. Hey, that they may be one. The Bible says in John chapter 13, verse 35, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one to another. You want to reach the world? You want to change lives? Listen, it starts right there at home that you may love one another. Amen. That you may show the world, your community, your family, hey, the character of God. Amen. So it starts right there where you're at. Make it right. Whatever is wrong, make it right, right there where you're at. Then, then God will bless it. You can go out and reach the world that they may see the character of God. And listen to the last part of that verse, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. In other words, know that Jesus is the one. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus can pay for your sins. Jesus can take you to heaven. Hey, all that starts when you love one another and you show the character of God to this world, to this town, to this community, amen, to your family. Hey, you want to reach those? If you're not reaching those that are right there around you, listen, you're not going to go out and reach the rest of the world. No, sir. No, ma'am. It starts right there where you are at. Love one another, the Bible says. And by this, all men, all people, the world will know that, hey, you're, you're all my disciples, that you are from God, that you're part of the church, amen, that you're living for Jesus. That's what the Bible says. John chapter 17, verse 22, next verse. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. And now Jesus is even talking about unity in glory. Listen to this. Listen to that part of that. That excites me. Listen to the first part of that verse. And the glory which thou gavest me, the glory that God himself gave to his son, Jesus. He says, Jesus says, I have given it to them. You think about that if you're born again. The glory that God gave to Jesus, Jesus says, I have now given it to them. Hey, praise God for that. That should excite you as a Christian. And so this looks forward to the time when saints will receive their glorified bodies. Amen. The glory which you gave me. What he's talking about there is the glory of the resurrection and the ascension. In other words, the power over death. Jesus defeated death, death, hell, and the grave. The Bible says that when he died, he ascended into the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And when he arose, he had the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He had defeated it. He has power over it. And he can give it to you if you will put your faith and trust in them. And that's what he's talking about here. And the glory which thou gavest me, the glory that was given to him by God himself, he says, I have now given it to them. Why? Because they, they have put their faith and trust in in me. Amen. Now you may be saved. We may not have our glorified bodies yet, but you have that promise. The Bible says you are sealed unto the day of redemption and you are sealed with a piece of the Holy Spirit. A piece of God himself is put inside you the moment 
that you are saved. The Bible says that even the angels marvel at that. They want, they desire to look into it. They are amazed by it, that you have a peace of God living inside of you. Amen. Listen, the spiritual world, isn't it amazing what the spiritual world could see? I think we'd be scared to death as human beings if we could see the spiritual battle that is going on. If you could see into the spiritual world, it would scare the living life out of you. I believe that. Amen. And so thank God for all the things that he's done for us, for the peace that he's given us. Next verse, John chapter 17, verse 23. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. There it is again, in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou loved me. The world will realize that Jesus was God when we are made perfect in Christ. When we show the character of God himself. When we show the character of Christ. Listen to what that verse says. God loves us as much as he loves Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? That he loves us a sorry, no good, rotten sinner like myself. The last part of that verse says, and has loved them. As thou hast loved me. You wonder how somebody could love somebody that's so rotten, such a sinner, such a vile heart, and they are so pure. Only God can do that. But the Bible says that he loves you as much as he loves his son. That's what Jesus is saying here. You love them as much as you love me. Amen. And the part of that verse that says, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me we are made one like it says so many times in this chapter that's what he talks about in one that they may be in one like we are in one in one in one christ wants us to be one he wants us to strive together to work together to witness together amen so that the world that the world will be drawn to jesus christ and in the end that's all that matters. It doesn't matter that I get my way or that you get yours or you get more honor, you get more glory. Listen, because none of, none of us deserve honor or none of us deserve glory. Only the Lord Jesus Christ does. Only the Lord Jesus Christ deserves those things. We don't. The Bible says that we can do nothing, nothing, nothing without him. If a door opens for you, it's because God opened it. Listen, if God does something, it's because he wants to do it. So many times we try to serve God with what we want to do. This is what I want to do for God. Just like with Jonah, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to do none of that. But God says, I want you. I want you to do that. I want you to witness those people that you don't like. I want you to be nice to those people that hurt you. I want you to forgive those that stomped all over you. Hey, when you do that, you are showing the world the character of God. Amen. Let's look at the next verse. John chapter 17, verse number 24. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. The son desires to have his people be with himself, be with him in glory. Jesus wants you to be with him 
in glory. And listen, every time a believer dies, in a sense, a prayer is answered. Now, we don't tend to see it that way a lot of times. We, we've hurt, and it's, it's painful, and you go, I love them. I miss them. I wish they were here. But the truth is, if they're saved, if they're born again, they're in glory with Christ. And Christ prayed for this. Oh, he didn't pray for them to die, but he prayed for them to be with him. And that's what happens when a Christian dies. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. So the moment that you take your last breath, the moment your heart beats his last beat, the Bible says that you will lift up your eyes in glory. Oh, man, what, a, what an amazing sight that must be to see the walls of jasper, the sea of crystal, the streets of gold, the gates of pearl, all the big mansions, but all that will look like nothing but rubble compared to seeing the glory of Christ. Amen. And that's what he's praying for here, that they that you have given me, those ones that I love, the ones that you love, that they may be with me in glory. Amen. And that's what happens to a Christian when they die. So if we would realize this, it would be a comfort in our sorrow and our hurtful times. To die is to go to be with Christ and to behold his glory because all those riches in heaven, oh, they're great. The, the, the streets of gold and the walls of jasper and the sea of crystal, but they are nothing and compared to being in the presence of a thrice holy God and seeing the glory of God. Amen. And I look forward to that day. Next verse, John chapter 17, verse 25. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that thou hast sent me. The world failed to see God revealed in Jesus, as many do today. Many don't want to believe on Jesus. Many think he was a good speaker or a, a, a prophet. Or No, listen, he was the Savior and is the Savior of the world. He's just as much alive today as he was back then when he walked on the earth. But a few disciples believed on him, and they believed that God had sent Jesus. And I ask you, do you believe that God has sent Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world? Because the Bible says he most certainly is. The Bible says when you put your faith and trust in him, that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that you're sealed in the day of redemption with the peace of the Holy Spirit himself. Where do you put your faith and trust? Because for the world, when they die, a worldly person dies, that's it. That's it. It's over. That's the end. It's over. But listen, for a Christian, it's just the beginning. Amen? So if you're saved, if you're born again, this world is the only hell that you will ever know. Amen? But if you're not saved, this world's the only heaven you'll ever know. Because the Bible says that, that when a sinner dies, that it's not saved, that they'll lift up their eyes in hell. There's weeping and wailing, gnashing of teeth, gnawing of tongue, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Amen? God does not want you to go there. You went there by your own choice because you choose, you chose not to believe what God told you to believe on his son. Let's look at the next verse, John chapter 17, verse 26. And I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it. 
that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Listen to what he says. I have declared in them my name, Jesus' name. Jesus declared God's name to his disciples. And this meant that he revealed the Father to him with his words, with his deeds, with his actions, and with his works. They saw in Christ perfect, the perfect expression of the Father, the perfect expression of God. And Jesus has continued to declare the Father's name through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, through the Bible, amen, through a preacher. Will you listen to what God's Word says? The Holy Spirit teaches believers about God the Father, especially through the Word of God. That's what God has given us, 66 books to speak to you. God's not going to come to you with a loudspeaker, no. But listen, God will speak to you through His Word. And when you accept the Father, as He is revealed by the Lord Jesus, you become a special object of the Father's love. You become part of His family, a born-again Christian. Your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. When you take your last breath, you'll be with Him in glory. And I ask you today, where have you put your faith and trust in? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.